you for joining us, and welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Jeff Brown, known around these parts as JB, is joining me in the studio today. JB, how's it going, man? It's going well. I'm glad the snow is gone. Snow came, snow <laughs> left. I hope we have no more. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> hey, before we get started, JB, I want to salute the men and women of our armed forces and first responders, along with their families, for all the sacrifices and services to this community. Thank you for protecting the freedoms of our great country. Well, for first-time listeners, I'm Doug Ray, and I'm the founding principal of Ray Financial Group and the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We are an independent financial firm working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning. We are fiduciaries and have always served our clients in that capacity. We have offices here in the Triad as well as in Charlotte. And I have a very unique approach in that I believe I can best serve my clients by positioning them to avoid losses versus picking the winners. And for the last 20 years, I have successfully helped hundreds of my clients protect what they've saved for retirement against loss and still enjoy the benefit of market gains to ensure retirement income that will last them a lifetime. The goal of this show is to educate and inform listeners of up-to-date, relevant, and important information in the pre-retirement, retirement, and estate planning arena And J.B. and I look forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you and giving you some solid financial information that hopefully will help you make a difference. Well, hello, everyone, and once again, welcome to the show today. Well, you have asked the questions, and now it is time for the answers. Every month, we get to answer some great questions from listeners of Doug's radio show. Now, we've received several questions over the last few weeks regarding all the changes for this new year and the new tax reform bill. So we have some very good and pertinent questions to get to. So, Doug, let's just jump right in. Our first question is from Taylor. And Taylor writes in, says, Hi, Doug. You mentioned last week that you expect Social Security changes in the future. What is going on here and why and what specific changes do you expect and will it affect current retiree benefits? Thank you so much, Taylor. Well, Taylor, thank you for that question, and I think, yeah, I think it's got to change. Um, you know, we just finished up our our first uh, Social Security workshop this this week, and it was a huge success, like most of them are. And listen up, folks, if you missed this one, we'll do we're going to do several more throughout the year. But uh, you know, that's one of the things I talk about in the workshop. Uh, we we have got uh, to see some some changes. You know, there's a tremendous shortfall in the system. And you might be wondering how Social Security got itself into a projected $12.5 trillion shortfall in the first place. The problem lies with baby boomers. There's 10,000 of us turning 65 every day until 2030. And these boomers' retirement, the worker-to-beneficiary ratio was going to fall. That puts a huge strain on our current system to be able to pay out the amount of money and benefits. So it's pretty easy to see why a shortfall is in place for Social Security. There are just simply not enough bodies out there working, bringing in that payroll tax revenue to make up for all the departures from the labor force of these baby boomers. But it's not all baby boomers retiring that are to blame here. We can also point a finger at lengthening life expectancies over the past couple of decades. 
Let's remember that Social Security was crafted back in 1935, and it was designed to start paying when a worker turned 65. And the life expectancies back then was about 66. So they didn't expect you to be on Social Security for, for, for too long. So, you know, there's basically a couple ways uh, to, to fix this system. I think one of the biggest things is if, you, if you're aware of how it works, your payroll tax is capped up to $128,400. So in other words, if, once you make over that, they're not going to take out any Social Security benefit or uh, payroll taxes anymore. I think that is an easy fix. I think Congress will raise that at some point in time. Um, and to what I don't know, uh, it could go up to 200 go up to 250 Who knows? Medicare is unlimited. I mean, you can make a million dollars a year, and the payroll tax is going to come out of Medicare all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, again, Social Security can be a uh, – uh, a, a political uh, football. The other thing I think you're going to see is is the potential for them to increase the full retirement age. You know, right now it happens to be about 66 and some months, and that's dependent upon the uh, your birth year. Um, they could easily uh, increase that to 67, maybe 68, um, that kind of thing. And, and I think once they do make a change like that, Uh, They're only going to affect the age group that's 55 and younger at the time of the change. And and the reason being there is because they think that uh, somebody younger than 55 will have enough time to, um, you know, make uh, offset the changes in their own own planning where somebody who maybe is in their 60s just doesn't simply have uh, an, enough time to 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 make up the change. So yeah, changes are coming. They're going to have to come. Um, question is when. Okay, Doug. Well, we've got another question in, and it's from Fred. And Fred writes in. It says, "Hi, I'm self-employed, and I'm still working at age seventy and a half. Now, most of my retirement money is in a simplified employee pension, a SEP, rather than a four hundred one k." Now, Fred writes in, do I still need to take required minimum distributions, and how are required distributions for a SEP IRAs calculated? Uh, yeah, Fred, you do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even though you generally delay taking required minimum distributions from your current employer's 401k while you're still working, unless you own 5% of the company, those rules do not apply to traditional IRAs, and unfortunately, SEP accounts are deemed to be an IRA. Mm. So even though you're 70 and a half and you're still working, you've got to take the RMD out of that, uh, out of that SEP account. Now, as for how is it calculated, they take the value of your SEP on December 31st, and then... You go to the IRS tables and use a divisor that the IRS gives you, and you simply divide the value by that divisor, and that tells you how much money you have to take out of your account. So for a a 70-and-a-half-year-old, to make it simple for you, it's roughly about 3.5% of the total account value. So if you had a $100,000 account, you're looking at about $3,500 to $3,700 of your your required minimum distribution. And and let me, JB, let me pause right here and just say, you know, I'd be happy with any of you 
listeners out there to sit down and talk about these things and even do a five-point master retirement plan for you. All you have to do is give us a call at the office at 336-391-3409. You know, we've had an incredible year in this market, and maybe it's time to get a second opinion. Maybe it's time for you to consider taking some marbles off the table, if you will, and and, uh, and get some of that money protected. I'll show you some great alternatives that'll keep your money protected, but also keep it growing if this market continues to go up. All right, JB, what's next? Well, our next question is uh, from Helen. And Helen writes in, she goes, Hello, Doug. I am trying to max out my contributions to my retirement savings account. Can I save more this year? Thank you. Well, Helen, thank you for the question. Um, The only accounts that received an increase in the maximum contribution amount for 2018 were for company-sponsored plans like the 401Ks, the 403Bs, the 457 plans. Last year, that max was $18,000, but then they raised it by $500 for this year. So you can contribute $18,500 in 2018. Now, the catch-up amount for those of you who are over 50 is still the additional $6,000. So that means you can contribute up to $24,500. Again, that's your contribution. Any employer match is on top of that figure. All traditional plans like IRAs and Roth IRAs stayed the same. The maximum amount is $5,500 for those under age 50 and $6,500 for anybody over 50. Boy, JB, all these have been some pretty good questions. And again, folks, I know with with the tax code change that happened and everything, you probably uh, are are sitting there kind of confused and and probably do need to to have your retirement plans updated if you have a retirement plan at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, you know, I've always, for you listeners of my radio show, offered a free, no obligation opportunity to come in and sit down with me and do complete retirement planning, the Social Security optimization, everything involved, uh, it's it's open to you. So I, I, I offer you to call 336-391-3409, and let's, let's get your retirement started. I mean, it's never too late, even if you've already retired and you don't have a set plan. You need a set plan. And if you're two or three years away from retirement, it's not too early. In fact, you're right in the thick of it. So call us again at 336-391-3409. All right, you are listening to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show, heard here on 94.5 WPTI, and we certainly appreciate you being with us. And we can be reached at 336-391-3409 or visit the website at www.thewealthguardians.com. That's www.thewealthguardians.com. We invite you to stay tuned as we have several questions to answer when we return about this massive tax reform bill that is now in effect for 2018. So stay with us. We'll be right back on the Wealth Guardians Radio Show here on 94.5 WPTI. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show where we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We're right in the middle of our question and answer show for the month of January, and of course we have received several questions regarding the tax cuts and the Jobs Act, which gave us the biggest change to the tax code in a very long time. So let's just jump right back into some of the questions, Doug. And let's start off with a question from Bernard. He writes in, it says, Hello, Doug. With all the changes to our tax system, one thing I heard is that 
we still have a progressive tax system. Now, what exactly does this mean? Sign Bernard. Yeah, Bernard, that's, uh, that's another good question. Uh, you guys are really getting them, hitting them on the bullseye today. They are. Uh, you know, this is confusing to people when uh, they figure up their tax bill. For example, what this means is that being in the 22 tax, 22% tax bracket doesn't mean all of your income is taxed in the 22% bracket. The progressive tax system means that as your income goes up, then more of it is subject to more tax. Let me put it another way. People with higher taxable incomes are subject to higher tax rates, and people with lower taxable incomes are subject to lower tax rates. The government decides how much you owe by dividing your taxable income into different brackets, and the specific amount of income that falls into each bracket gets taxed at its corresponding rate. So no matter what bracket you're in, you won't pay that rate on your entire income unless, of course, you're in the very lowest bracket. So let's look at an example. The new tax law has the same number of brackets as before. It's seven. And those brackets are 10%, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, and 37%. So let's say you're a single filer with $100,000 in taxable income. That puts you in a 24% tax bracket in 2018. But all your income is not taxed at 24%. The first $9,525 of that hundred is taxed at 10%. Then the next $29,175 is taxed at 12%. Then the next $43,800 is taxed at 22%. So you can see how it's progressing here, right? Mm -hmm. Thus the name, progressive tax. So the final $17,500 hits that 24% tax bracket. So if you average it all up, that single filer making about $100,000 is paying a total tax rate of somewhere in the neighborhood of probably 15 to 17%. Okay. Okay. So just because you're in a higher marginal rate doesn't necessarily mean you're paying all that in taxes. I hope, Bernard, did that make any sense, or is it clear as mud? <laughs> no, that, that was very understandable. All right, we've got another question in, Doug. It says, uh, and our next tax-related question comes from Jesse. And Jesse writes in, Doug, with this tax cut, do you feel it is a good time to do a Roth conversion? Please let me know. Thanks, Jesse. Well... There's always, always a good time to do a Roth conversion. You know, I'm such a huge believer in these things. Yes. You know, for years now, I've spoken and I've written, I've taught classes about how becoming more tax efficient can do wonders. And I really mean this wonders for a retirement plan. And one way of doing this is by doing Roth conversions. A Roth conversion moves money from forever taxed accounts to never taxed accounts. Now, don't you want some of your monies never taxed again? Boy, I, I tell you what, it's tax-free income in the future is going to be golden for you. So the good thing about a Roth conversion is they allow you to control your tax liability by giving you the power to convert any amount you want at any time. That way you can control your tax bill. So, for example, you know, you have to pay tax on your pre-tax retirement savings accounts at some point. You can't delay it forever. A Roth conversion gives you the power to elect when and how 
much of that tax you want to pay and then get the amount of money into a tax reposition forever and ever. So obviously when tax rates go down, this could be a good time to do a Roth conversion, especially if you feel that tax rates could go higher in the future. Remember, this tax cut on the personal side is a temporary tax cut. Rates are expected to go higher by 2025, and I promise you they will in the future. You just get another administration in there, they're going to go higher. Folks, do the math. The debt we're under, it's going to have to. Mm -hmm. So now is a golden opportunity for people to get some taxes paid on money that has to be paid at some point anyway. The bottom line is that I don't think we'll ever see rates any lower than they are today. And many people believe that as well. So we'll be taking advantage of this and doing conversions and other tax efficiency moves over the next several years and all the planning that we do for our clients. The bottom line is that if you feel that tax rates will be higher in the future or that your tax situation will be the same or higher in the future, then it very well may make some sense for you to do some partial Roth conversions or other tax moves to get money positioned into tax-free accounts. By doing this, this also could help you save taxes on your Social Security income. But remember, this strategy is not for everyone, and you need to work with a retirement professional with expertise in the area to determine if it makes sense for you to do a Roth conversion. Any other tax efficiency moves for for the year uh, as well. And again, I want to offer to all you listeners, if you're interested in, in doing a Roth conversion, come in and sit down. Let's have a cup of coffee together and talk about your situation. I'll show you strategies. We call it bracket bump technique to use. Give us a call at the office at 336-391-3409, and uh, let's get you on the schedule. Love to love to talk to you. I have some great information there, Doug. All right, we got another question in now, Doug. It's from Deb, and Deb wants to know if Qualified Charitable Distributions, QCDs, remain available under the new law. Oh, Deb, you're getting deep. Wow. I'll tell you what, it's a good question. <laughs> it is. Um, it, yeah, it is a good question. Yeah, they do. Um, and will be a much, much uh, more popular now. In fact, this actually could be the greatest benefit in the entire tax code for those that are 70 and a half and older. This is because this new law will have the effect of reducing or even eliminating the tax-saving value of charitable contribution deductions for many individuals. This charity deduction remains available. It's an itemized deduction, and total itemized deductions must exceed the amount of the standard deduction to provide for tax savings. The new law eliminates many itemized deductions and nearly doubles the standard deduction, so the benefit of itemizing is going to be reduced for a lot of taxpayers. And this means people are not going to get any tax benefits for charitable contributions. So, going forward, to the extent that their tax benefit from a charity deduction is reduced or eliminated, people will be better off making gifts to a charity by using a QCD. Because QCDs are not included in income, the tax result of a QCD is much the same as from a deduction offsetting 100% of taxable distributions. And since these satisfy required minimum distributions, a QCD can be a tremendous tax-saving move going forward. Remember, remember this, 
a QCD must be made directly to a charity from the IRA. So it's got to be handled very carefully in order for this to work out for you. And for assistance, again, feel free to contact us at 336-391-3409. All right. That was a great question. Well, we've got some more questions coming in here, Doug, and uh, our next one comes in from Clyde. Clyde writes in and says, Hi, Doug. I heard that uh, they eliminated one of the best benefits in the tax code, which was the Roth recharacterization rule. Is this true? Thanks, Clyde. Yeah, they did, Clyde. Um, and basically, it was a benefit in the tax code. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you don't get uh, many free do-overs in life unless you're a golfer and you get mulligans. <laughs> um, but that was one of them. And they got rid of the Roth recharacterization rule, which, again, allowed people who did a Roth conversion to erase it, to do over. And they had up to October 15th of the next tax year. So let's say if you did a Roth conversion and it ended up throwing you into a higher tax bracket or caused you to pay more taxes than you really wanted to, or you lost a bunch of money in your Roth, you simply could erase that conversion and do it all over again. Essentially, you just get rid of it and act like you didn't do anything in the first place. So, unfortunately, the government has now taken that off the table. You're not allowed to recharacterize a Roth conversion anymore. So, even though I still love Roth conversions, you just have to make sure it's the right thing to do because you don't have a chance to erase that move anymore if you mess it up. It was probably the best benefit in the tax code, but now it's gone, unfortunately. But I still believe in Roth conversions, and I think they're a good thing for most people. All right. Well, Doug, I think we have time for one more question, so let's take this one from Ann. And Ann writes in. She goes, hello, Doug. Can you please tell us if the backdoor Roth conversion is still available in the new tax code? Thank you very much, Ann. Hey, Ann. Uh, very good question. Yeah, it's still allowed, and that can be a very good thing for some people. Um, for those of you who don't know what a backdoor Roth conversion is, it's just the way to get money into a Roth IRA for those of you who make too much income to be eligible for a direct contribution to a Roth. In 2018, a married couple with a modified adjusted gross income of $199,000 and more uh, and single people of 135000 or more are ineligible to make a contribution to a Roth IRA. But there's no income limits that apply to Roth conversions. So if you make a million dollars a year, you can start converting your IRAs and 401ks to Roths. So, so even though you have too much income, then you are able to do Get yourself a Roth going by doing this uh, this backdoor uh, uh, approach. Again, be careful because the new tax law does not uh, allow for recharacterizations anymore, so you just don't want to mess this thing up and, and get yourself into a position where you're paying uh, more taxes than uh, – than you than you, you wanted to or plan to. Again, you really need uh, the the help of a professional that's done this a time or two uh, to help you through it. Um, and I would love to open our door up to you and give you that opportunity to come in and and meet with us. Just call us at three three six three nine one three four zero nine. Well. 
Again, thanks for listening, and we hope you learned something today. And I'd like to invite you guys to the office for a no-cost, no-obligation review of your current situation. You can schedule an appointment by calling us at 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com. As we close, I'd like to ask you this. If what you thought to be true about money wasn't, how soon would you want to know? Over the years, I've seen time and time again that most folks will be fine in retirement without hitting that proverbial home run if they just protect themselves against market losses. Protecting your retirement against market loss is my unique approach, and I've helped hundreds of families in the triad create lifetime income and then truly enjoy their retirement. I hope you have a terrific week, and we'll see you next week.